Does anyone have anything that they'd like to say to our audience to start off this podcast? I'm tired. Nice to meet you. Tired. <laughs> Burnt out, guys. I uh, <laughs> I don't know how much more of this I can do. Started a new job this week. Hey, yeah. same. We work at the same place we now. We do. We do. Congratulations. We work too. at. Yeah, I can't let anyone know where we work now. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I felt weird about it. I was like, I don't really want to post that I like work here. Okay. Don't. Let it be your secret. It's, like, specific, you yeah. know? Like, I don't need anyone visiting us. Yeah, I don't I don't want anyone to come up to me and be like, hey. Right, yeah. Be like... There's a difference between me being like, I work at Best Buy, because there's a bunch of Best Buys, but I can't be like, oh, I work at... You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. What is going on outside? Is, are people dying? You I know mean, what? Yeah. Bad joke New York to make. City. It's an awful joke it's to make. It's a bad week to make, to make that rough, joke. It's yeah. a rough week in the city. It is. Bodega owner. Uh, they caught well, him. Caught him. Well, a well, bodega store clerk caught called him. Called it in and he turned himself in, the suspect. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say, if you're considering moving to New York City, don't. Just for now. Eh, for now. I feel like the city's got enough people. I don't know. Yeah, don't in general. Yeah. Stay out. Stay out. If you're not from here, good. We don't want you. That's right. Go to, go to LA. <laughs> you can <Yeah>. visit. <laughs> Just don't move here. Okay. Damn, son. This is your displacing natives. The three of us are having a hard enough time finding a a suitable apartment anyway. As it is. That's right. Starting to do our search. All these these Montanans. No, right? (laughs) Get out of here, you Ohioan. (laughs) Uh, You Ohioites. (laughs) I'm Jacob Wade. I'm Jeremy Van Suarez. I'm Logan Riley Bruner. And welcome to the PatCast. Let me do some... uh, Housekeeping. Episode 59. Yes, that's 59. right. 59. Woo. Nice. We're going strong. 10 uh, away from the nicest episode. Yeah. Uh, this from past week. Episode. Oh. <laughs> we end at episode 69. 69, we're done. There's no point in, in, in beating a dead horse. That's or, right. Or, right? That's the saying? Yeah, that's the saying. In housekeeping, uh, this past week we released the year two interview for collective member Soren Alfkarea. right that's right so if you haven't seen the video yet go to our youtube channel and watch the whole thing or check out the little clips that we post on instagram and tiktok it's like a little short film yeah yeah these interviews are becoming short films yeah and we have we have a couple coming up that i'm like that one's gonna be long (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah so we'll see yeah but yeah it's uh it feels good to be making content and distributing that content and growing as a collective and a company. You know what sure. we need? We need the exclamation sound from Animal Crossing. Hmm. Okay. I don't think there's any other news Black Wolves related, really. Uh, as usual, keep an eye out for the podcast and other related content. And follow and subscribe if you haven't already. Check out Bellhop. They're cool. Oh, we love our friends over at Bellhop Productions. Yeah. Yeah. They've been posting some funny podcast clips from... Their podcasts are real great. Bells and Whistles. Yeah. I love it. True that. Yeah. I'd love to keep this week short. We say that every week, but we don't have a ton to talk about. Let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Let's dive into the thing that Jeremy is the most excited about. Jeremy, you want to take us away on this one? I'm wearing a shirt in honor of it. Hmm. Oh, I was like, what? In what way? Oh, 
in you and I, there's a new land, okay? There are new lands coming to us, baby. Kingdom Hearts 4 has been announced. I'm so excited! What? That made me say... Um, what? Because we waited so long for any trailer, announcement, smidgen of detail for Kingdom Hearts 3. We waited 10 years from Kingdom Hearts 2 release. And now it's been... Four? Three? Five years? No. no. Yeah, we were seniors in college when it came out. Three so years. Three years. And we're already getting Kingdom Hearts 4 announcements. Well, uh, and I think the reason Jeremy's surprised is because uh, I thought that Kingdom Hearts 3 was in pretty much every way. I'll get you, and I'll look like a bloody accident. However, some of the recent things that I've seen and that have been discussed in terms of Kingdom Hearts 4 have me going... I mean, that trailer... You'll be excited for this. Let's hear it. See, I, I didn't watch the trailer. It seemed to show off uh, a forest floor, and in the corner of the frame, there looked like there was a little foot of an H-E-A-T. So we oh, might yeah. be getting Endor in Kingdom Hearts. Well, that makes sense. For Disney to own yeah. Star Wars now, so... My only request is that I don't have to watch an entire music video that you put into your game. Hashtag Frozen. Yeah, listen... Let It Go was already old hat by the time Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Really didn't appreciate that segment, guys. I know you didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3. You've... I watched Jeremy play it a good deal. And I don't know if you remember, but they literally had the entirety of Let It Go yeah. just in the middle of the it was frozen a cut world. scene. Like frame yeah. for frame recreation in Unreal Engine 4. I mean, there was one or two moments of Sora being like, <gasps> but then it would just be like right back to. Yeah. Elsa I thought she already sang that song, you know? What is she? Rehearsing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Are we <laughs> in the mirror? Again? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this new Kingdom Hearts installment seems to be the beginning of a new saga mm -hmm. called the Lost Masters Arc. Um, Exciting. I mean, sp spoilers for Kingdom Hearts three. No, it's, it's been a trailer. Years. It's been three oh. years. Yeah, but to talk no, about please, four, please, please, please. We no, need to talk a little it's bit about three. Time. Anyone who hasn't played three by it's now, not play it. yeah. Get on that. It's like $10 usually at every... Anyway. Um, I haven't played it. I have no interest in playing it. <laughs> we just want you in, in the cult, you know? You can play one and two and then look up the plot of three. That's very funny. Kingdom Hearts 4 finds Sora in Quadratum, which looks very much like a recreation of Shibuya. And in the trailer, there's mysterious narration. If this isn't the world you long for, don't despair. You can always go to another one. Your options are limitless. And a giant dark side heartless appears in Quadratum, which is like very classic Kingdom Hearts first boss in every single game. Sora Shadow. And Sora looking like the K-pop idol of our dreams with some longer hair and for the and realistic human feet and shorts that go past his knees. He's running out there, he summons his keyblade, he uses it as a grappling hook, he's sliding down falling buildings, he's summoning drills. It looks cool. It does look cool. And I think that's the thing that I didn't like about Kingdom Hearts 3 is I think I, there was never a moment during Kingdom Hearts 3 that I was like, this is 
cool. Thank you. I gotta I was, disagree with you, man. Thank you. That's, you can disagree with me all you want, but I think every single world I arrived at, I was like, oh, Toy Story World! Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get to explore Andy's backyard, and maybe maybe I'll get to fight against like some of Sid's creations that become heartless. Oh, we're going to a mall that's never appeared in any Toy Story movie, and we're fighting enemies that have never appeared in any Toy Story movie. Oh, Monsters, Inc. I mean, this could be this could be exciting. There could be some new aspect. I'm just playing the movie again, and I'm not even going to get to fight any of the, the guys who are the enemies in the movie. Oh, a Frozen World. Maybe we'll get some... I'm just going to watch a music video. Okay. Uh, oh, Tangled World. This, this one's kind of fun. This one... Oh, another music video? Well, maybe there will be one... Well, there wasn't That's... a music video in Tangled. Didn't they do... Um, they did the whole, the like... Festival of Lights. Yeah, but they don't, like, sing. I thought they sang during that. I don't think so. Like, I and at last I see the light. That song? Yeah. I don't think they sing that in Tangled. I think Frozen's our only music video. Okay. But there are there are some like one for one recreations of movies, but that's always kind of been Kingdom Hearts thing that you like re-experience the story along with it, you know? Sure, but I think the difference between like three and I think specifically two, the world that I go back to over and over is like the Mulan world. Like there are distinct moments that are like this is fresh. Yeah, this is no, it's completely true. new. This was it's not true. in the movie. It was. And we're there were a lot more. Different. There were a lot more one to ones in three. A hundred percent. And before. there were less worlds. And there less, were less worlds. worlds yeah. Less time to explore those worlds because we only visited them once. Mm -hmm. And then less like creativity when it came to like even yeah, Hercules. Hercules for the first time we got Olympus Coliseum. We got like. Olympus. Oh, Mount, Mount Olympus. Mount yeah. Olympus, but it was a one-to-one -one recreation of him fighting the Titans at the end of the Hercules movie, which hasn't been the experience of the Hercules worlds up until that point. Hercule, uh, Olympus Coliseum in 2 was an entire underworld with a new character from Final Fantasy, Oron, and the Coliseum, and it was mm. super cool. One was like a little bit of Herc's training, but also like past him being trained. So yeah. it was more just like fighting the Coliseum. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. It was all right. This isn't this isn't a shit on Kingdom Hearts three segment though. This is a let's get pumped for, for Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 4. four. I've got a question for Kingdom Hearts four. Do you think that there's a possibility that any Marvel characters will show up? I think it's possible. I think it'd be hard, but I definitely think they could do like a Battle of New York kind of thing. I'm just wondering because it's like we already have a realistic creation of like Shibuya. So I don't know if they're going to keep on going like... Because Marvel is very like, quote unquote, grounded, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. like yeah, okay. real places, real locations. Like if anything, I think maybe like Luca Wakanda Land. would be cool. Okay. I feel like maybe Guardians of the Galaxy might be cool. That might be interesting. Um, if you meet the Guardians, if like the gummy ship becomes like kind of connected oh my gosh. to the Guardians. Yes, I didn't even think of that. I am really... Or the Falcon. Uh, I'm really hoping for, I mean, Star Wars, I mean, we've been wanting that forever. I mean, the Keyblade lightsaber would just be so sexy. Yeah. I'm also really hoping for an Encanto world, just because I feel like, I feel like even if the location is just like the house itself, behind every door could be an entire world, yeah. you know? And there's also just like, there's so many of those family members that could be your co-op partner. Like, Luisa has her powers of strength. Isabella has her flower power. Yeah, that can kid really has be his animal thing. Yeah, he like... can summon animals and have them jump out and attack. Yeah. yeah. I'm also really hoping for Coco. That'd be a The lot whole of land lot. of the dead just but... seems like it would fit so well in Kingdom Hearts, especially, especially with 
fun. Yeah, especially with, at the end of the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, it seems like Donald and Goofy have traveled back into the Hercules world, into the underworld, to ask help from Hades. To try and travel to a different, like, dimension. Because yeah. Because has been lost. Yeah. Okay, so in, we're doing the whole multiversal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because in, <coughs> in the Quadratum, how it's explained to this new... Not necessarily new character. This is this isn't her first appearance, but for a lot of people, there's a character named Strelitzia who's being reintroduced in Kingdom Hearts Four, and she's she from says Union Cross, yeah. she's from Union Cross, the mobile game spinoff, and she says to Sora, "To you and I, Quadratum is a sort of afterworld." Um, so I think it would be cool if Donald and Goofy are like traveling through like different fictional underworlds to try and uh, get to back. try and get find a way to Sora, and I just feel like Coco would fit. Right yeah. into that. That would. That uh, yeah. And I would like to see a Luca world as yeah. well. I said, kind of as a joke, but kind of seriously, I'd love to see an up world. I think it'd be just really fun to see, like, all the dogs as heartless and, like, to have to try and escape. Um, what, with Mr. Friedrichsen? <laughs> I. He could be fun. Kevin? <laughs> I know, I know. Squirrel! That's not a squirrel! <laughs> I know, it's collective, heartless. Collective member Mike said he would love to see an Incredibles world. I think That'd there should just be, be more Pixar inclusion because those worlds seem so prime Incredibles. for Kingdom Hearts exploration. Give us more worlds. More worlds with more interesting stories that are not just one Remy and his little creation. rat world with the food. We've already had Remy. Remy okay. made an appearance in three, but nice. he was really a yeah. cooking mechanic. It was like. Which was fine. It was like. That's cool. You bring him supplies and he makes things that give you power ups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I which think, worked for the character. Or replenish yeah. hearts. I think Kingdom like Hearts that. 3 took a good step forward in term of world design. Not saying that they succeeded at every turn, but just the fact that it wasn't so much of like room to room to room and more. It was like big oh, area God. to yeah. big area. So I hope we continue with that, but we get more interesting level design. Because I do agree with you, worlds like Frozen, Big Hero 6, Pirates of the Caribbean were. I totally they forgot were. about Not I it. forgot about Big Hero 6 and Pirates of the Caribbean I didn't like because it was all ship combat. It was just, like, an entire world built around, like, you're in a pirate ship, hit X to fire, hit X to fire. And I'm I'm sick of, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but it was mostly like, oh, would you like to sail to this new location? Great. Sail there, and then fight a bunch of people on land, get back on the boat, sail someplace else. I feel like I remember you really liking the Pirates of the Caribbean cannon shipping, yeah. No? Maybe. It might have been before. Maybe in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, you no, like no, no, no. just get to the when world. When I first happened, like, I was like, whoa! And then the second time, I was like, oh, we're doing this again. We're yeah. continuing to do this. Great. Yeah. yeah, the world I had the most problem with was Toy Story. Because it was like, yes, yeah, super massive open world. The world was cool, but it just had nothing to do with Toy Story. Toy Story, yeah. It was like, let's go to a mall because and travel around the mall and see some characters. I always have to ask, how much of this is actually Square Enix and how much of this is Disney being like, you... This is what you can and can't You can't do this, you have to do this. Yeah. Because I can't imagine Tetsuya Nomura being like, oh yeah, you know what will really add to Kingdom Hearts lore? Let it go. Yeah. I mean, my, my biggest, like, gripe against Square is I don't see Disney being like, you have to use these worlds and you can only have people visit them once. Like, I feel like that was a deliberate design choice to only let you go to the world one time and then move on versus mm. Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 where it was like you went once, you left, got new powers, and then it was like, oh, hey, go back. You can now find a couple things that were left behind. And maybe there's some new objectives that, like, people need your help with some stuff. But, well, in, in so in Kingdom Hearts 2, it was like you go back to a world twice to, like, experience, like, two different stories, stories. kind of like. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, how much of this is Disney? Because they, no matter what they do with their worlds, whether you go back once, twice, three times, they have to go through Disney and be like, can this we do we this? Can we have an original character kidnap Belle? Is that okay? You know? So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping Disney lets them take a bit more liberties. Fingers crossed that it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. From good games to good TV shows. Hey, nice segue, Mr. Stranger Things. Shall we talk about the new trailer that just dropped? Absolutely. Just dropped on Sunday? Yeah. My goodness. This new season After a 24-hour live stream of the Creel Clock. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the hallway, it was counting down, right? No. In Santa Monica, I believe, they had a pop-up that was... The Creel clock, and like you could see people like walking by it as an actual pop up, and then members of Hawkins Lab were like walking around it, taking notes, and like as, we love an interactive experience. As the day went on, like the camera zoomed closer to the clock, the clock got louder. It started to get more distorted. Hell yeah, it was really cool. That is what I like to see in story building. Yeah, and it's it helps build hype behind the trailer that it's like. 24 hours, we're going to drop it, watch the countdown, countdown, and, then, and that trailer did not disappoint. Oh no, my no, no, goodness. Not at all. Epic. Uh. This season looks epic. The cinematography looks next level. The CGI looks great. The story... The plot looks incredible. I yeah. can't yeah. wait to see what journey our friends go on. Yeah. We have a new Demo person who is named Vecna. Yeah, right? I, I believe I'm gonna check to ensure that it's been yeah. confirmed, but I saw Matt Mercer tweeting. About yeah, it. and if anything, it's probably like a name like the kids give it. You know, like like the creature in season three didn't have a name, but they named it the Mind the Flare. Mind Flare. You yeah, know? everyone is saying that it's Vecna. Can you explain again uh, what Vecna is yes, for non D and D For non D and D folks, Vecna is from D and D. Check out the Legends of Vox Machina uh, on Amazon Prime if you want to know a little bit more about Vecna. Vecna was also the main villain of Campaign One of Critical Role. Vecna is known as, I believe, the Unfallen. Vecna. Ugh, what an ugly. Fuck. Yeah, Vecna is hideous. Vecna, the Arch Lich, Vecna, the Whispered One, the Undying King, the Chained God, oh God, Lord of the Hand and the Eye. There's there's too many words here that relate to the campaign that we're playing. Yeah, um, <laughs> Vecna is a uh, human that becomes a Lich. A Lich is a human that is basically like beaten death. It's a wizard that becomes so powerful that it can destroy death. Uh, Vecna ascends to godhood. Uh, and once Vecna is finally struck down by the rest of the Pantheon, all that's left are Vecna's living left hand, right hand and left eye. And so Vecna's followers uh, are trying to bring Vecna back using this hand and this eye. Um, Already Vecna, thinking about how this fits into Stranger Things. Yeah, right? <laughs> Vecna is horrifying. Vecna is devastating. Vecna is one of the few villains in all of D&D that has ever been capable of destroying the entire world. Um... Vecna's fucking scary, and this new villain looks scary. Yeah. Looks like a White Walker. Yeah. But like, White Walker vibes. But with all those vines, like, stretching off in the lower... Ugh! I know. So creepy. Yeah. So creepy. The, like, skin. It's, it's very giving me, like, end. Voldemort, like, just yeah. being born during Goblet of Fire vibes. Yeah. <sighs> I know. Looks very good. With it, we also have uh, Max... At Billy's grave, seeming to levitate. Yep. We've got uh, a little Why? bit of what we were talking of, uh, of what I actually uh, talked about in some interviews that I gave with Showbiz Cheat Sheet, hashtag plug. Um, 
it looks like we're growing up a little bit. We're having some of the characters dealing with high school problems. There's one shot of, this makes me so sad to talk about, uh, Mike and Eleven roller skating together and Will's like behind them, like the third wheel. Oh, just classic Will. Sad. <laughs> like being like, oh, I'm all like, I'm just the third wheel. I I'm just older. He doesn't traumatized have to, third wheel. He's not like a, I know, but he and Eleven are kind of... They're cool, but they're not but together. They're not. We've no. got Mike and Eleven. We've got Lucas and Max, if they end up still being together. And even um, Aiden's character. Oh, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin and a... Susie. And also oh, we have like... And Nancy, we also have Nancy, Nancy and, and Jonathan. Yeah. And like everyone's got a couple. And it's like, who's there for Will? Who's there for Will? He just wants to play D&D with his friends. Ugh. And get over his trauma. <laughs> get over his fucking trauma. Oh, poor Will. Um, yeah, it looks like we've got uh, Lucas playing basketball now. We've got Lucas as a part of the Hawkins sports team. We've got uh, some high school drama. We've got a new D&D DM. I don't trust him. You don't trust the new DM? No. The DM who was playing guitar in the Upside Down. Oh, that's the same guy? I think so. Uh, uh, I don't know. He looks creepy. <laughs> I don't trust him. Well, there you go. You're right. Like to not bad trust him. Vibes also about... see him in the other. Oh, and then we have our first look at Freddy, at, uh, Freddy, Freddy Krueger himself, Robert Unglund. Oh. <laughs> with no eyes. Um, oh, that was creepy him. as heck. Yeah. yeah. And we get, um... Who? Uh, Eleven's not dead. Eleven's not dead, yes. And Eleven <laughs> with a shaved head. Yes. Uh, it the, looks like a... The Duffers have confirmed that Eleven is going to have that shaved head, Again? not just in flashbacks. Ooh la la. Um, I will also say, uh, when Robert Unglund was announced, he was announced as uh, Victor Creel. Uh, and oh, then the we Creel got House. the trailer for the Creel House, which seemed to show a father around a bunch of bodies of perhaps a murdered family. Oh my goodness. So... I can't wait for this season. This season's going to be super exciting. May what? 21st? 27th. 27th. Oh my gosh. It's not that ah! far away. Very exciting. Not that far very, away. Very, very exciting. It's a scary. little more than a month. Very scary. This is looking like a PG-13 season. This is it's not... It's becoming less Stranger Things and more Scary Things, baby. Yeah, I mean, they can't do the Goonies forever. No. You yeah. gotta grow up. That's right. Um, I'm very excited. Me too. Would you like to take us through the movies of the week? Yeah, relatively short podcast this week. We're That's keeping great. it nice and concise. I do have a couple movies to talk about, so I'm going to try and get through these quickly, but maybe hit that 1.5 or that 2.0 speed uh, in order to get through this as quickly as possible. First up, we have the uh, uh, a documentary that's releasing on Tuesday, April 19th on Netflix called White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. I have heard about this. Yes. Uh, my mom watched the trailer with me, and she was super interested because she actually lived through like this period where uh, Abercrombie and Fitch was very subtly and not so subtly racist. incredibly racist. The practices that they had of basically like the people that they were hiring and the people that they were using as their models, they wanted everyone to be all American and hot. But what that really meant was... Um, what? Is that supposed to mean? What it meant was blonde hair, blue eyes, and white. So... Okay. Uh, Interesting. The CEO actually said at one point that they were, like, looking for that kind of look. Right. Uh, they ended up getting sued for discriminatory practices. They went all the way up to the Supreme Court 
uh, being sued by people who used to work for them who got fired because nice. they didn't fit the brand. Yeah, wow. Uh, oh, good uh, for them. The CEO also said, I think publicly, we don't want ugly people wearing our brand. I do remember that. Oh my god, I, I was like, we were like in high school. When yeah, it was like, that don't say the quiet happen. part out loud. Like we know that's what you've been subtly saying, mm. but <laughs> you can't, god. you can't just say that. No, yeah. you can't just say that. Jesus Christ. So uh, that looks super interesting. It's directed by Allison Clayman, who's a female director. Uh, go female directors directing stories about uh, men being shitty yeah. and uh, take them down. The rest of the movies I'm going to talk about, I believe, are all coming out on Friday, April 22nd. So you'll be able to catch all of these the same day. First up in the animation world, uh, we have a nationwide release from Universal Pictures called Bad Guys. Duh. Uh, which at first I thought looked kind of ridiculous i thought then, it looked kind of cool from the first cool. from the beginning of it i watched a trailer uh it is a movie about criminals uh, specifically the big bad wolf who's being played by sam rockwell uh who try to turn good after a chance encounter with goodness uh from the trailer that i watched uh the wolf is trying to like steal an old lady's purse but she trips and so it looks like he catches her and uh, then he like mm. helps her to her feet and is like That's being all good. sarcastic the thing but that feels good is her, no, it's her just looking at him and saying, you're such a good boy, like, thank you so much. <laughs> and, like, the excitement Cute. that he gets from that of, like, wait, like, I don't have to be, just because I've been considered a bad guy doesn't mean that's all I can be with my life. Yeah. It looks like it actually has a nice heartwarming message, kind of yeah. that Zootopia, like, yeah. just because you've been labeled as something doesn't mean you have to be that. It's got a star-studded cast. Uh, we've got Sam Rockwell, Mark Maron, Craig Robinson, Aquafina, Anthony Ramos, and featuring Richard Ioedi. Zazie Zazie Bates. I almost Zazie said Zazie Beats. Yeah, it's Zazie yeah. Bates. Zazie Bates, thank yeah. you. And Alex Borstein from Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Family Guy. And Family Guy, of course. Uh, it's being directed by Pierre Perifel. Uh This is his first feature as a director. He directed the short film Bilby. Uh, and he's been a longtime animator working on Rise of the Guardians and Kung Fu Panda. And it's written by Eaton Cohen, who wrote Tropic Thunder and Men in Black 3. Uh, and Hilary Winston, who was a writer for Community, based on the books by Aaron Blaby. Uh, this looks super cute. Looks like a film for the whole family. Nice. Uh, and kind of in that inspiring, like like I said, Zootopia way of like, you don't have to be what you've been labeled. Next up is one I wasn't very excited at first, but is getting rave reviews. People are saying this is actually a really incredible movie. Okay. And I think the most recent trailer really showed what the movie is about. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent comes out from Lionsgate on oh, Friday, yeah. April 22nd. a good meta movie. Yeah. Um... But a good meta movie that also has a plot, it appears. Originally, it looked like just Nick Cage goes to an island. Nick Cage, playing Nick Cage, goes to an island to, like, celebrate this guy's birthday. But from the last trailer we mm -hmm. saw, it's Nick Cage gets invited to this billionaire's island for his birthday and then gets intercepted by the CIA. Tiffany in, Haddish. Tiffany Haddish uh, in order to stop this guy who's a drug kingpin from, like, taking over the world. Like, he has to work for the CIA. There's a bunch of meta humor of yeah. Nicolas Cage But they movies, become friends first. But they become friends, and, oh, like, conflict. how do you turn on the person that, like, has trusted you? The movie uh, stars Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal as the billionaire, Ike Barinholtz, Neil Patrick Harris, and Tiffany Haddish. It's being directed by Tom Gormican, who directed That Awkward Moment, uh, and he wrote alongside Kevin Etten, who was a writer for Workaholics yep. for a little while. Gotta stay fresh. Yeah. Uh, this looks, yeah. this looks fun. Uh, I'm honestly kind of delighted to see this movie. Um, it looks like a really nice nationwide Nick Cage turn, a movie where he can be kind of wild and crazy and it won't seem super out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
He's kind of been memed for that. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I've heard that there's a lot of like throws to all the movies that oh, he's sure. done. That yeah. it's like it, it It's a love letter. I've heard yeah, I've heard from reviews that it's a true love letter to Nicolas Cage's career. Yeah, it, like, to like leaving Las Vegas and like Ghost Rider, National Treasure, like he he's been a star and he has said it publicly and I fully believe it. He's never phoned in a single role that he's been given. Yeah. He might have gotten out of debt using VOD movies, but he never like showed up with the attitude of I'm, I'm a just star. here for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. He was always like, I'm here to work. I'm here to do a job that I'm going to go for and we're going to have a great time. I really respect that. Uh, next up, our final nationwide of the week uh, is the movie that I'm the most excited about. Actually, uh, this comes from Universal slash Focus Features, The Northman. Mm. Uh, comes out Friday, April 22nd. Uh, a young Viking prince goes on a years-long quest to avenge his father's murder. I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, so great. <laughs> I love a good hero's journey. Um, this movie stars Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Clay's Bang, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. Nice. Um, it's directed by Robert Eggers, who wrote, who directed The Vich and The Lighthouse. <laughs> the um, <laughs> And uh, it's written by him and Sean, uh, who wrote Lamb, which is a movie that I know we were very excited to check out, but mm -hmm. we haven't gotten a chance to see yeah. yet. Uh, the Northman looks just beautifully shot. The action looks incredible. There's a shot from one of the trailers where someone like throws a javelin at Alexander Sarsgaard. He catches it and hurls it back. That looks epic. Anya Taylor-Joy has a line in the trailer that's, you have the strength to break men's bones, I have the strength to break their minds. Mm. And I think that's just yep. like chef's kiss everything mm. I want. I wonder if there's a bit of like fantasy to this. It feels like there's a little bit of Because I don't know like... if it's just like, we are Vikings, but I wonder if there's a bit of like Vikings and maybe some witches. I think I think she's got a little bit of magic in yeah, her. Yeah, same thing with Bjork. Bjork yeah. seems like, like the Bjork Oracle kind of role. Yeah. yeah. That like, you will avenge your father like vibe. I will avenge you. I will avenge you father. Yeah. I will save you mother. I will kill save you Fjord. Ah! I think it looks so, so good. I'm so, so excited for this. I'm a huge Robert. Edgar's fan. I need to see The Lighthouse still because I've heard <gasps> it's his like best turn that oh he's ever done gosh. as a director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also need to see it. And I loved the bitch. Uh, so I'm very, very excited. Turning from nationwide to some streaming services. First up, uh, we have a documentary. Uh, which is a sequel to a film that came out a couple years back, The Biggest Little Farm, The Return. Mm. Uh, this is just a 30-minute continuation of the first documentary, oh, directed sure by John Chester. Yeah, it's a quick little revisit. It's mm. like, you saw us back then. Where are they now? Done since then. Yeah. It's a story of a husband and a wife who took this like uninhabited land and like basically brought in an entire ecosystem and have like really tried to revitalize the earth. Um, I'm going to change my order around a little bit because there's sure. another Disney Plus doc uh, that is also a nature doc this week called Polar Bear. It is directed by Alistair Forthagill uh, and um, Jeff Wilson, who are both major nature documentary people. Yeah. Disney Plus and National Geographic uh, yeah. have been trying to get us to care about the Earth for a long, long Years. time. Uh, and they're still going. This Polar Bear is a movie about polar bears and just the way that their habitats are being destroyed. Polar Bear is narrated by Catherine Keener, uh, who's an incredible actress. Um, and I'm very excited for both of those nature documentaries coming up. Coming to Netflix on Friday, April 22nd is Along for the Ride, the story of Auden, who goes to visit her father over the summer before college and meets Eli, a fellow insomniac who helps her experience a carefree teen life that she never knew she wanted. A beautiful, like, romantic drama, two people falling in love over the summer before college. We've gotten a lot of that from Netflix. Starring Emma Passero and Belmont Camille, 
Camelli. Camelli, and it features Samia, who's a lovely human being. We love Samia here. Uh, we've been bumping her music for years, ever since we met her back in high school. Uh, she's an incredible human and an incredible performer. Uh, Check her out. She's I got to so see good. her in Slut when they did it uh, in the city. OG it, cast? Yeah, OG nice. cast. She was just, she's such a good actress. Um, and I wish that I had gotten to see her in The Wolves because I heard that she yeah. was just fantastic in it. I'm always a promoter of Sammy. I think she's just an incredible, she's one of those humans that is like, Incredible artist. A, a great artist, but also like... Incredible person. Yeah, yeah, I met... So sweet. Meeting her, I was like, oh my gosh, you're so kind, and it would be so easy for you to be a horrible person because you come from stars. And like, <laughs> well, it'd be yeah. so easy for her to just be like, Act I'm she's famous. Better than everyone. Yeah, yeah, but, but she's she doesn't. Not. She's yeah. super down to earth. She's super talented. Yeah. Uh, she released an EP recently, which was super great. You should go check that out. But yeah, I'm very excited for that. Next up, we're moving into our limiteds of the week. From Sundance Film Festival, we have Marvelous in the Black Hole, uh, which is about a teenage delinquent who meets a surly party magician and attempts to navigate her dysfunctional life. Mm. So it's like a coming-of-age story. It stars Maya Chech uh, from Always Be My Maybe, an American mm. horror story Roanoke, and Rhea Perlman, who was Carla Tortelli on Cheers. I was not yeah. a Cheers person. She but... also is married to... Um... Ron Perlman? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is she? I don't know, but that was the name that that's I thought a good, you were gonna go with. That's that's a good guess. I thought she was married to um, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Let's see. And she she no. is married to Danny DeVito. And they they played husband and wife in Matilda the movie. Oh my oh gosh, that's my awesome! Gosh. Yeah. And she looks super great in this. It's uh, being directed and written by Kate Sang. Uh, this is her feature film directorial debut, so congratulations about that. I was going to say that this sounds like the plot of No Way Home. That's why I was laughing. When Teenage you... delinquent meets a surly party magician. Home? <laughs> yeah, I mean No Way Home. I mean No Way Home. Right? Are you considering Mysterio or Doctor Strange the surly party magician? Oh, Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> I would consider both of them the surly yeah. party magician. So. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, but yeah, this this movie looks super sweet. Uh, it looks like a great coming-of-age story. It looks very simple, but sometimes that's just what you need in a movie. We've got one more narration uh, from the animated world, but definitely not in an anime or in a typical animation style. Uh, we have Charlotte, mm. an animated movie about Charlotte Solomon, uh, a German-Jewish artist living in the south of France during World War II wow. who leaves Germany uh, due to the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, a lot of adult animated films coming yes, out recently. Yes, I'm very excited about I like it a lot. It stars Kira Knightley, Brennan Blithen, uh, Jim Broadbent, Sam Claffin, Eddie oh. Marson, Helen McCroy, Sophie Oconedo, and Mark Strong. I love Mark Strong. It's directed by Tahir Rahnan, who directed uh, Welcome to the Waynes, and Eric Warnin, uh, who directed a movie called Leap, uh, and written by Eric Rutherford and David... Vesmosgis. Vesmosgis, yeah, thank you. Probably, David Vesmosgis. Um, I don't know it, either, looks really, you know? <laughs> it looks interesting. I'm always delighted by adult animation. I think it's a super interesting way to take the art form mm -hmm. that, especially this year at the uh, Oscars, was kind of kicked down the stairs where uh, the presenters were like, oh, these are the movies that your kids drag you to go see. It's like... Meanwhile, Flea is up there. Yeah, not like... all animated movies are just children's movies. Yeah. Animation is an entire art form that has been crafted over years so and yeah. is really deserves the respect that don't be it's doing getting. that shit you're not just wrong you're stupid uh our final movie of the week is one that i'm kind of excited about it's a documentary called the revolution generation uh it's about the fact that the millennial generation is here and ready to fight for our world uh that 
over the cycle of life that there are kind of four chapters in terms of generations and the millennials are the fourth chapter the revolutionaries the fighters mm. the ones who get encountered by great obstacles and Seems have like to rise that. above yeah. um this movie is directed by joshua tickle who won the sundance audience award in 2008 for fuel uh, and rebecca harrell tickle who produced fuel with him um it looks really interesting. It looks like a super interesting look at like March of Our Lives mm -hmm. and um, the women's march that happened on Washington, uh, the fight that a lot of millennials have been in for water in, why am I blanking on the location? Flint, thank you. Um, I mean, not just millennials, so still happening. community. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like the real drive that our generation had in being like, hey, yeah. We really With need to get media eyes on this. Those important mm -hmm. topics to the forefront. Yeah, yeah. and the fact that millennials kind of got labeled as the lazy narcissist generation, but in reality, we're the generation that uh, we're like woke are stepping babies. up and trying to fight for change. Snowflakes. Um, if you think we're narcissists and all about ourselves and always think that we deserve uh, a trophy because we got it as kids, who gave us those trophies as kids? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, check out The Revolution Generation and all the rest of these movies. There are some more films that are located in the description below or in the comments. They're not on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+, so don't look there. Um, but uh, let us know if you're seeing any of these movies or any movies that you've seen over the past week. We'd love to know what you're seeing because we're watching some really cool stuff, and I'd love yeah. to hear about some oh, of it. Oh, thanks, Logan. Uh, let me sink. Let me sink. I started Iron Fist mm. this past week on Disney Plus. How is it? Because I finished seasons three and four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. Iron Fist is way different pace than I've heard. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Marquise <laughs> is in Iron Fist. Marquise is in Iron Fist. I saw him in the first episode. Wild. Wild. Um, it's always nice seeing a familiar face on my TV screen. So. Oh, yeah. Marquise. You know? Rodriguez is his last name. Yes, I'm not yeah, Marquise making that up. Rodriguez. Marquise Rodriguez. Uh, from uh, When They See Us. And PPAS, yes. Uh, and we did a movie together a long time ago called Total Freak that you can find on uh, PBS uh, if you're ever looking for it. Catch Kids. me as a very young actor. Great. Awesome. Uh, I also, I've been playing F1 2021 and nice. Elden Ring. So much fun, guys. But so, so torturous. <laughs> Both games so yeah. torturous, honestly. I mean... F1 2021 isn't even a game. It's a driving simulator. So It is. Yeah. Um, good stuff, though. Um, I, I watched No Way Home again this nice. week. Nice. I gotta uh, show my mom that one. Yeah. So good. It's available for six ninety nine on Apple TV. Great. If you want to rent it. Um, yeah. Nothing else really new that Popping I've been out. consuming. What about you, Jeremy? Well, I've been kind of taking it easy on content just because I got my booster this past week. Uh, you'd think that you'd be consuming even more content. Yeah, right. But, but you did a lot of, you consumed a lot of sleep. I did, I consumed a lot of sleep and I've been, you know, starting new jobs. So I'm just running around everywhere. But I did find some time for some content. I watched the first episode of Severance. Oh, um, I, I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah I watched it with my, with my mom and my dad and they're both really into it. Nice. Very interesting I definitely want to keep watching. Nice. Um, uh, I finished the dropout. Nice. I know I talked about yeah. being in the middle of the last episode last week, but like literally the same day, I watched the rest of it. Great show, great show, great show. Oh, I also I started inventing Anna. I don't know if I said you that, last week. that last week. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Amanda. Amanda Seyfried is just such a great. 
great actor. Oh my gosh, her performance in the last episode is so good. I need to get down to the Lincoln Center Library so I can watch her in um, The Way We Get By. Heck yeah, dude. Come on by. Come on down to Lincoln Center, man. Why do I feel like I watched something else? I'm still watching Moon Knight. I watched a new episode last night. RuPaul's Drag Race I'm still watching. Uh, I need to catch up on Atlanta. Yeah, Um, I'm going to wait for the whole season, I think. That's it for me. Oh, I watched the race, too. Oh, yeah. We watched the... Good race. The Australian Grand Prix at 1 o'clock in the morning. See, I watched it the next day. Yeah. So, it was good. What'd you think? Congratulations, Charles Leclerc. My great. Oh, baby! He I know is. I'm not wearing the hat, but... It, it just went with the outfit. He's this season so far. Charles go. Red Bull! Yeah, I saw that. Max is pissed! Yeah. <laughs> Big he's, mad! He's threatening to leave the team. Really? That's what I heard. And he was like, if y'all don't get your shit together, I'll, I'll go to Mercedes. I'll find someone who will. <laughs> Bye, Russell. Yeah, Actually, apparently. I think Russell's above in the points. I don't I don't uh, think Mercedes would want Max. I think they'd stick with Lewis, and I don't know that a top team would take him. As, as sad as that dude, sounds... I feel like any team would be happy to have him. But then they have to get rid of... One of their drivers. And they're not going to get rid of... And I think Max has a reputation whether earned or not, that he has an attitude problem. Okay. That's very fair. I'm excited for the next race, whenever it is. Love you, Charles! You better work it this season, baby! Yeah, he's doing Uh, so well. I want to shout out Alex Albon, who did 60 laps on the same set of tires. What the fuck, dude? You're insane for that. He said he wouldn't have fitted if he didn't have to. Yeah. He would have been disqualified. Yeah, they would have. I know, I saw Lando go, ah, fuck the rules, bro. (laughs) Just to make a point? Like, good for, like, you, 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 oh boy. Yeah. Those good tires race. are still working. Yeah. Good for and he was not losing pace. No, yeah. good for him. And honestly, good for Lando. Good for George. Good Ooh. for... Bad for Aston Martin, though. Yeah. Bad weekend. Bad weekend. It's been bad a bad Aston time. Martin. They're Fettle still at zero DNFs points. and mm-hmm. Stroll got a five-second penalty for swerving on the straights and dropped Fucking like Latifi, man. Latifi yeah. out here picking champions. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> F1, baby. Stroll, F1. Stroll did not drive particularly well last week. No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this week, I have not had a lot of time to consume stuff. Uh, I was working a lot on the interviews. Um, I'm continuing to watch Winning Time. I think it's great. It's definitely controversial. I will mm. say that. There's, okay. there's some... that n- Not a lot of people look good on this show. Ooh. ooh. Um, Mistakes were made. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Letts, uh, in his performance on that show, just makes me want to go see The Minutes. Because uh, mm. he's Ooh, in it yeah. and he wrote it. I um, want to see that. I'm trying to consume more Broadway. I really want to s- go see How I Learned to Drive. I really yes. want to see The Minutes. Yeah. Um, when Daddy eventually comes to Broadway, I really <sighs> want to see that. Because yes. it's currently at the West End. Uh, Jeremy O'Harris' new play. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, There's a lot more that I want to see, too. I showed my mom the first two episodes of Moon Knight. Um, still super interested in it. I'm still in the same kind of mental place that I was when I first started the show, but we'll see if episode three starts to change my mind a little bit. Yeah. I don't think I played a little bit of Slay the Spire because I'm still really enjoying it. It's a great, like, talk myself in a bed game. Uh, Dropout TV, for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm a huge Dropout TV advocate. I think it's a great, uh, streaming service. Uh, it's what College Humor basically turned into when they were bought by Sam Reich. Um has a new show that premiered on Monday called Dirty Laundry. Uh, it's four people sit down and have a conversation, and the host basically reads out, like, uh, so-and-so, like, did this. 
it's like, one of you shot a softcore porn. One of you almost died from a nosebleed. And they have to figure out who's They have to try and convince each other. If it's yours, you have to convince everyone it's someone else. And if it's someone else, you have to try and figure out who it is. Uh, if cool. you're able to dissuade everybody, then uh, you get three points. If you're able to guess, you get a point. Um, it was just super fun. Yeah, it was a fun, fun. like kind of comedy show. Um, there's also a drinking element to it. So every week, uh, the bartender, Grant... Uh, oh, Grant's the bartender. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> uh, does a new drink of the week. He did Spanish coffee this week, which he called his favorite daytime drink, which I was like, there's a lot of alcohol in that for it to be a daytime <laughs> drink. Uh, and I just want to make sure that I name the host uh, because I'm blanking on her name, but she's absolutely hilarious. Lily Dew uh, is the host of that. Uh, she's also a College Humor alum. Uh, very funny. Uh, the first episode had Sam Reich uh, and Katie Maravich, uh, who I absolutely love. Um, and it was super funny, so check that out. I'm still watching Starshark Odyssey, which is my favorite Dimension 20 season thus far. Uh, D&D, but much shorter than Critical Role. Uh, edited so it's not live, and with a lot of like cutaways and like showing anime. It's, this season especially, there's a lot of like animated combat, nice. so it's like it's showing cool. like the figurines like fighting in an animated arena or like in an animated world super cool. cool uh very like star trek star wars that like we're journeying across the galaxy much more star trek uh i think if you like below deck the animated star trek mm. series which is much more about like the the, fools, the funny side of the star funny trek, side of yeah. star trek it's much more that it's much more like the bozos running the ship and trying to like make a name for themselves love it i find it delightful uh i think definitely check that out um, that's about it in terms of things that I'm consuming for this week. I'm hopeful that I'm able to get to the theater to see the Northmen, uh, because I think it looks so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very excited. New stuff coming. Cool. Apparently, sorry, just because we were talking about running to the theater. Apparently the, uh, the rest of the Fantastic Beast series hinges on the performance of Secrets of Dumbledore. Okay. So we gotta go see it. It's getting not the best reviews. Let's see it. Let's still see it. Okay. I'm, I'm down to see it. I'm down to check it out. You don't have to come. My mom wants to see it, so we can go see it. You're right. I don't have to come. <laughs> I'll come see Northman, though. I heard Mads was great. Of course. Mads I love Mads. and everything he does. Daddy. You'll see. You'll see. <clears throat> no, that's, that's the play by Jeremy O'Harris. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, I believe that's it for us. Yes, sir. Uh, this has been the Black Wolves Packcast. I am Logan Riley Bringer. I'm Jeremy Van Suarez. And I am Jacob Wade. Uh, and as always, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Stay shifty. <laughs>